Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Thank Mose Allison for my brain. And for putting our own feeble thoughts into a more... As we lose 1,200 neurons a day. Into a more entertaining mode than we could do Uh, ourselves. It's really depressing to me how often I have to reread my blog to remember where I've been. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess the older you get, the more, uh, more this song makes sense. But it is kind of a humorous perspective on getting old and 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 now we've forgotten to introduce ourselves well we haven't forgotten we just were listening to the great music oh okay and i'm ken the rv navigator and i'm martha the co-pilot and here we are on a beautiful night a beautiful Uh, campground we're still in texas yep uh yes we have been in texas for the entire month since we last spoke with you we started off in Dallas, and we're going to talk about some exciting things this month. We actually have a lot to talk about, many things that we have added. And in terms of our itinerary, we started off in Dallas. And why were we in Dallas? We were there to go to MCD. Is that their name? Yep. MCD Innovations. because um, Motor Coach Designs. Our motorhome, like many, had, had these pleated shades, and they were kind of a pain to, to open and close, and they were a nubby fabric, fabric yes. that was impossible to clean. And I could tell that the holes that the hardware were, was mounted into were going to start ripping, and so in we needed to do something about that. Yeah, just fabric that was stiff. Right, and you couldn't launder them. Or they lose the pleating, yeah, and, and what the other thing we didn't, I didn't like, was the fact that they were not totally light tight. See, when you had them shut, you couldn't see out, which I didn't like either. And as you probably have seen on many motorhomes, they have these kind of screen-like shades that come down and block out a lot of the light, and then a second shade that is actually a room darkening shade. Because the only other alternative is the kind of shades you snap on on the outside of your rig, and that didn't seem practical well, that, to me to get, shade, really. to get up yes. with a ladder and 
horse around well, with Well, you that. see lots of people who don't uh, move too much. They have these ones that go on the outside of the windows. They have the small perforations. They'd be kind of like a screen, only even darker. And those work well for uh, those people who are sitting around uh, quite a lot because you have to get out a ladder to put them on and then a ladder to take them off. And that, uh, to me, just didn't seem like a, a very good idea. And then we saw some of the newer coaches have ones that are electric. Remote, remote controlled. controlled. <laughs> well, they had your number, didn't they? <laughs> And so um, you can buy these shades in a number of locations, but we found over the years if we have the time and we're in the vicinity, it makes so much more sense to go to the factory and get it installed by the people who made it in the first place, and that's what we did. And MCD made it very convenient for us because this is a long process. It took five five work days to get our shades made for just the front of our coach, and uh, they had a nice little campground there with all of the utilities that that you would need. <laughs> and uh, they gave us a little welcome packet of things to do in yes. Dallas and Fort Worth. Because while they had we were, eight sites. While and we were so there. they were handling quite a few people, quite a few customers, and retrofitting, putting these shades on older coaches that now come pretty much standard on uh, the higher end Class A's. The problem is that our windshield is curved, and you can't use well, one not, shade to cover the whole windshield and then we have the big TV cabinet from the old CRT TV which takes up even more space and makes it less linear so we ended up having to have three day shades and three night shades installed just on our front window. But they window. all work just like one. So this made the um, operation tedious and complex and expensive. And so my, I'm happy now that we have them, but if I was going to do it all over again, I wouldn't do it on a coach this uh-huh. age, mm-hmm. or I would take the TV cabinet off first. Have the TV readjusted. But we had uh, a bunch of shades put on. They are all electric, so that that's nice. And they took out the former sunshade that you would use while you're driving, and they used which the inevitably same was where the sun wasn't, wasn't <laughs> because they were very narrow. And so now this replaces that, and you can put these shades down, either one of them, either the sun, either the total darkening one, or just the screen type shade. You can put that down to any level that you need it, and of course it goes across the entire window, so that you will never be blocked or never have the sun in your eyes, and then they did the side window, uh, the driver's side window, and the passenger side window. And the reason it took five days is the first day you get there, they measure you and figure out how many shades you really need, and then they go in the factory and they make the shades, and then (laughs) they come back to your coach and try to install the shades, and then things don't work quite right, and they have to go back in the factory again, and it took five days. It's expensive. There's just no two ways about it, and I'm not, that's one of our hesitations about having this in retrospect and one of the problems was the labor because this was such a, f- a unique job and it required a great deal of labor at $83 an hour and while we tried to be wise consumers and tried to ask a lot of questions up front yeah, they, they were kind of cagey with us which made me mad but I could understand it because there's so many different kinds of coaches and how they're configured they really can't tell exactly what you need until they see you and after you've driven however many hours it took us to get to McKinney, Texas you kind of feel like you were already committed to being yes, there. Yes, yes. Uh, so psychologically, we were in before we 
knew we should be in. Yes. And although the shades are very nice and a quality product, and they put in things like uh, masking around the edges and, and, and you know, they it's hide the It's a custom build-in, so it looks yeah. very professional when they And, finish. of course, the electric system has to be put in, and, you know, there are three motors in each of these shades and... <laughs> if you wanted the re- no, I really did want the remote control. And of course, this company also does day-night shades for all the other windows in your coach, which we didn't have done because we don't have any problems with our other um, blinds. Yes. But a lot of people complain about having to replace the strings and the spools, yes. so so uh, it could be appealing for that reason as well. The standard shade on most fifth wheels and trailers and our and Class A's are these day-night shades that are fabric that pull down. And they are fairly um, fragile, I would say, according to what people say. We've never had any trouble with them. Knock on wood. But uh, there were several people there who were interested in getting just the interior shades done. And those shades, uh, for your information, um, they come in two pieces once again. The first one is the shade that you can see through, but people can't see in. During the day. During the day. And then the completely room-blocking, light-blocking second shade. And most people, I think, get manual. And it's pretty much of a one-for-one replacement for the shade that's already there. And manually it works like a shade. Mm -hmm. They're very nice because you let go of it and it just goes up to where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are about $200 a window in round numbers. And they can be installed uh, by... uh, a user your lo- or your local they recommend, well they recommend they they actually recommend, recommend that you can that you can do it yourself as long as you measure their window correctly yes. which is another so, hesitation that i had so from that perspective if you're just interested in replacing your current shades that are uh, in your fifth wheel or your yeah any any or, rv yeah, you can easily do that yourself and uh, save quite a lot of money but and, they they recommend that if you want the cockpit windows done that you bring it in and the other thing we bought there because we were already there is um, oh, yes. <laughs> new nice covers cover. for our tires, yes. our new tires. Um, we've bought the kind that, <laughs> that are like shower cap hats before, and they are awkward to put on. And I think one set blew away, and yeah. we found that we just weren't using them. And these are really nice. And these work almost like a zipper. Uh, they put a little track around the edge of your wheel well, mm-hmm. and then you just pull it into the track and mm-hmm. your wheel is covered and they have a very unique kind of a stretchy vinyl material mm-hmm. uh, which makes them very yes, easy to use yes. so I would definitely and we recommend hope in cold those. weather they will continue to work the same way and that's something that you can order easily and you can put on yourself from apparently. the web yeah. yes uh, so I will put the web link up there and they have a video about uh, using all these different products and as well as the wheel covers and I'll put up some custom pictures of the guys working on our shades which I'm sure you'll be fascinated with, but it was a big step for us. And at the same time, we had a nice chat with the owner. <laughs> we were a little surprised. We asked uh, if we could uh, interview him for the RV Navigator podcast, and he came and knocked on our door, came in, and, and had a nice chat with us. And so we'd like to share that with you. Uh, his name is Dave Townsley. I found him quite interesting uh, from an entrepreneurial perspective. Because uh, this is a company which he started basically after he In his old age. In his old age. (laughs) He was an RVer for years and uh, kind of found a a problem that he couldn't solve, and that's the the shade business, and uh, came up with a great idea. 
and has made it into a family-run company. And, and yes. Well, but, as, as you will hear, but I think that uh, we have a lot of respect for what Dave has done. Even in these times of uh, meltdown of the U.S. economy, this company has managed to stay in business and, and frankly, uh, flourish. And they are uh, in a wide variety of different businesses in that have to deal with shades, and, including uh, shades in restaurants. restaurants and places. We'll take a listen to his interview, uh, but I do want to apologize a little bit for the sound. The microphones got switched up, so the sound is not my usual high quality. So don't complain. Don't we know it's yes. not right, and but we're sorry. I think it's worth listening to him anyway. He has uh, some interesting things to say about MCD Innovations, which is the name of his company. Well, listeners, we are here today with a very special guest. Uh, we have been at MCD Innovations in uh, Texas, uh, actually north of Dallas, in McKinney, Texas. And we are lucky enough today to have uh, the president of MCD Innovations uh, with us to have a chat about what's going on in the shade world for RVs. Well, actually, do more than just shades, right? Yes, we do a variety of items, a lot of you know, accessory items. We're also supplying products into the residential and commercial oh, really? markets. Mm -hmm. So we do quite a bit more than than most people are aware of. Uh, we are here at the factory, and uh, this is a very interesting operation because we call to make a reservation, and they come and measure, and then build, and then install right here at the factory while we kind of are, are plugged in and... and uh, and waiting for the process to, to, to happen. It's, it's very cool. We've never been to an operation quite like this. So how, so how did MCD, what's that? Well, the, we originally started with the name Motor Coach Designs. Uh -huh. Motor Coach. But as things developed and we started supplying into the fifth wheel market, we started supplying into commercial markets, we thought, oh, that's... That name's not applicable anymore, so we just shortened it to MCD. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But you started off with motor coaches. Motor coaches, uh, actually, uh, you know, try and keep it short, but, you know, kind of interesting story. Um, I was retired. My uh -huh. wife and I retired. <laughs> we bought, bought our first real coach. We bought a Monaco Dynasty. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And we hit the road uh, living the life, you Sounds know, the good. dream. Let's go do this. What would, what would drag you off the road? <laughs> right. So we wanted to see the country, and this provided it, and we jumped in with both the. We right. sold our house, and we took. So you went full-time? Went full-time right off the bat. And, and had you had a lot of experience before? No. <laughs> this is always an interesting uh, comment that we get from people. We talk to people who have been RVing for a long time, and then they, they plan for retirement and going full-time, or else people who just jump in. Well, I mean, my really only experience was, yeah, I had a couple friends that uh -huh. I drove a 87 Winnebago uh -huh. once. I drove uh, an old Bluebird, uh -huh. you know, for a yeah, week once. Yeah. Went, But that was it. My wife had driven small motorhome, yeah, you yeah. know, earlier when she was training horses, uh -huh. you know, showing horses. So you're in this area. Yeah, but we've been both out of it, you know, no real hands-on, but always in the back of my mind. This is a neat thing to do. We ought to go do this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so we just jumped off and did it. So we started traveling. Uh, we took uh, the first year and, you know, literally covered from one end of the country. Neat. We wintered in Florida, uh -huh. took off, uh -huh. came across, the spring came. 
hit all the national parks going across mm -hmm. the country from then San Diego, West Coast, Canada. You know, we went to Colorado, back up into all the way up into Canada again through Maine, got the fall colors. Remarkable year, 10 years of rain. I mean, 10 <laughs> days of rain in the we entire were there year. So loved it. As part of my travels, if I may, yeah. that's what got us into this. I started seeing you know, these coaches. What's that funny thing on the windshield? Well, that's uh, true. <laughs> I think that's. Yeah. And I hate to get up there with uh, right. thinking about getting up there with a ladder and stamping right. it on. And, well, we started looking. Well, gee, that's you know what's this all about? Oh, that's a sunscreen. And uh, I went out being a. Yeah. No, novice, like everyone. <laughs> yeah, but and said, do it. <laughs> well, let me find someone to do this for me. That yeah, looks like yeah. something we ought to have. And I found a very nice gentleman that's hand-making uh -huh. these, as most oh, of them really? had been. Mm -hmm. We had him make one for uh -huh. us, and we headed to Florida for the winter. And about the third time I put that up, I said, gee whiz, yep. I think I could do this better, and there's a better way to do this. Or maybe somebody's yeah. doing it better. Right. And I really had designed a product. By the time we got to Florida, I designed you know right. what I thought was the better mousetrap, mm -hmm. and that was the start of our business: exterior sunscreens. But, oh, but, you but did start with exterior. We started with exterior, but we did it a little differently. Uh -huh. We also not only made the sunscreens, but I looked at the industry and said, "Hmm, unlike automotive industry, where I." came from here everyone's just having to go buy basically a no-name uh -huh, something uh -huh. for their coach when they go to accessories uh -huh. trying to upgrade so i'm i had a contact make an appointment with me with monaco mm -hmm. up in indiana oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh said you need to talk to this guy uh -huh. my wife and i walked in and sat down in the big conference room yeah. and i remember the uh pat carroll Director of Product Development. So what you got? <laughs> and I said, kind of well, skeptical. I you know, let me tell you what our ideas yeah. are. And my background, automotive, and we build. You know, used to building upper end uh -huh. accessories. And uh -huh. you know, I use the story. Well, gee, if a guy's got a Ford Mustang, he wants everything with that Mustang mm -hmm. on it, down to his wife's panties, if he can. <laughs> I mean, we love our cars. Yeah. And I found the same enthusiasm with motorhomes. Yeah, People yeah. love oh, yeah. what they yeah. have. And they want to customize and update it. So, Mr. Monaco, mm -hmm. what if we developed a whole range of, you know, upscale yeah. accessories sure. for you? And let's build those, supply to your dealer, supply to your customer, supply OEM, mm -hmm. and with the Monaco all day Rambler name yeah. on it. And surprisingly, you know, we walked down there, they said yes, and we said, gulp. <laughs> How do we do Now it? what do we do? So well, what year was this? That was in 2001. Uh-huh. No, I take that back. My coach, 2000. This yeah. is 2003 Three. when we started. So, Bear with me. So 2003. We thought, well, gee, this might be a fluke. Let's hit some more manufacturers yeah, yeah. while we're in Indiana. And we heard the same story. Either uh -huh. who else is doing it, yeah. or yes, we'd like to. Uh -huh. And we walked out of, you know, left Indiana with a whole new business plan. We've got to build a whole range uh -huh. of accessories, supply all the manufacturers, uh -huh. and we did. And so very in very short order, we had Monaco, Holiday Rambler, Beaver, wow. Safari. We had Newmar. We had Country Coach. Uh -huh. You know, Coachman, we did them all. 
and you saw every product that came from uh-huh. the factories with a manufacturer's brand name on it mm-hmm. came from MCD. Uh-huh. We manufactured. And that was the start of our business with uh-huh. exterior sunscreens and wheel covers. Uh-huh. And we did interior sunscreens, mirror covers. And the evolution of the product brought mm-hmm. us to where we are today. And so, so what is your most popular product then? The popular product today is what we call our American Duo Day-Night Shades. That's the most popular. Okay. Yeah. That is, is what most we're having popular. done. We were, yes, certainly the largest manufacturer of exterior and interior sunscreens uh-huh. in the world, uh-huh. supplying the manufacturers and aftermarket. But, so was OEM. Yeah, mm-hmm. OEM and aftermarket. Uh-huh. But really the, the hot product, and it's been, you know, we're heading into our fourth year now mm-hmm. with, our day-night shade systems, and we're literally changing an industry. Yeah. We're getting away from the drapes up front. We're getting away from the uh, pleated day-night shades that everyone has had their experiences with that. And the system has really been accepted. We are currently supplying, I believe at last count, it was 24 different name plates, Uh you know, with, with product. And we're very fortunate, you know, that the product has called on like it does. But I think it came because we live the life. Uh-huh. We experience yeah. the same thing everyone else with yeah. the motorhome, a fifth wheel experiences, uh-huh. and there just had to be a better way. Yeah, I would think so. You never thought about uh, locating in Elkhart? No. Well, we, we thought about putting another plant yeah, yeah. in Elkhart, and then when the industry turned down, you know, starting oh, yeah. in, in 08, we just put all that on hold. Uh-huh. And now we're, we're thrilled to see the industry, you know, clawing its way back. Things are certainly better than they were. Absolutely, yeah, that's what we've, we've noticed that also. Yeah. So the, the the product just evolved? or It evolved, it literally. Came out just four years well, ago? Well, I had, a, had an idea yeah. of how to do it better. Yeah. And I, again, I picked up the phone and I called, you know, a couple of the yeah. different manufacturers and I said, give me the history. I mean, what's gone on with shade yeah. systems and coaches? I hadn't been in it that long. No. And they said, well, in the old days, we did Venetian blinds. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then we got away from that and we came up with this uh-huh. pleated day-night shade and that kind of became the standard mm-hmm. used in the sure. industry. And it still is today. and certain lower end mm-hmm. and all but all the most coaches today have either already switched our uh-huh. system or they're in process yeah 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 so so it, i just thought well we'll be able to stop heat we shouldn't have to interfere with vision and gee this thing needs to be light you know darker at night mm-hmm. when i'm parked yeah, underneath yeah, yeah. the walmart parking lot light <laughs> yeah, somewhere i agree with that okay so so you stopped traveling. You've well, come out of retirement. We have, uh, in our original coach, we have 159,000 miles on that coach. Oh, so you do okay. put a few miles on it. We have put a lot of miles on it. It's been the guinea pig uh-huh. for everything. Every product we develop is thoroughly tested. First-hand experience. <laughs> First-hand. Lots of different weather nice, conditions. Nice, yeah. Everything we do. I still travel in, in the uh-huh. coach. Uh, in fact, we're heading out next week. We'll be going out to actually going to do a Monaco pre-rally in uh-huh. Tucson. Uh-huh. Then we'll be doing the FMCA in Albuquerque. 
So we cover rallies, all the big, big uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. meetings That's out there. Year. MCD will be from Tampa Super Show, the FMCA's, the the big Wit Winnebago mm-hmm. once a year rally. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing the Fleetwood, Newmar. you know, big thing. We're doing the Newmar. So, yeah. so that's your primary tool for getting the information out for yeah. aftermarket people. For aftermarket. Yeah. So the yeah. word gets around when people, you have a coach. Yeah. You want to go see what's the new newest thing with, yes, with yeah. your brand, yeah. whether your intention go buy one or not. And so when people see what we're what's coming in the new coaches, and they say, well, gee, that looks neat. Can we do it in ours? That's created a whale of an aftermarket. And I think that's exactly our story. We saw it in an 09 Newmar, and we said, that is cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> Where did you get that? It, you know, I had a, kind of a hard time finding it on the web. Right. It was, uh, you know, I looked for shades and RV shades, and yours was not the first one yeah. to come up. So, but yeah. the only one that does this. Yeah, we, we're really the, the only supplier. Which surprises me. I would think that going up to all these coach companies and, and divulging your ideas would kind of be scary. Well, not really. We've, I've always got the next idea in uh-huh. my hip pocket. Uh, we've always been able to stay ahead of any potential competition. Uh-huh. And I think that's been pretty well recognized by now. You know, if someone came in and tried to match what we're doing today, I think mm-hmm. I've got a reputation up at this point. Mm-hmm. They know I'm pulling the next thing out. Uh-huh. So we are we're literally in our in the day night shade systems, uh-huh. the America Duo. We're our fourth generation already. Uh-huh. So we continually evolve. We make a better product. And, and how do you do that? Again, from the experience uh-huh. is part of it. It can't be all from just you well, traveling around. I do. You know, you got a very hands on. Surprisingly. Um, I develop a lot of products, Uh and product development, uh, conceptualizing something seems to come easy. Uh My wife says my brain works different (laughs) than most. Oh, that's good. But, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's an RV or something Mm -hmm. else. I seem to be blessed with, Uh you know, being able to see it, focus on on something, and Uh coming up with that proverbial better mousetrap. Sounds good. So... Uh, how many people do you have uh, working here? Well, it will change a little bit oh, with yeah. the workload Just through the year. Numbers. We'll run anywhere from, oh, at a real low end, maybe 38 people. Uh, upper end right now, you know, we do around 65. But we used to actually employ more people, uh-huh. but then the equipment that we've got in, gotten into uh-huh. has really made things a lot more uh-huh. e- efficient in production. Uh-huh. Huh. So, right. so you're able to hire have fewer people. That's well, well, but yet we continually hire people. Mm-hmm. We've hired, you know. Is it a highly skilled job, or is it most of it is not? It's just you know take care and pride in what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we'll train. Um, you know that this our product, the way our equipment cuts everything, it's so exact. Uh-huh. Everything that we do, uh, I take great pride when people look at it. And they're challenged to find a better way. Uh-huh. How could you have done this better? Yeah, yeah. So we do take great pride in that. The product goes together. I mean, it's finished. It's well built. And, you know, so it doesn't take 
a lot of training when you have all the pieces of the puzzle fit exactly together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. So putting your designer hat back on, Mm -hmm. what's coming up? What's the fifth fifth generation going to look like? We do a lot of things that we're doing right now. You will see uh, we do a great manually operated system Mm -hmm. as far as the windows through the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can adjust the tension on it. Mm -hmm. You can adjust the stop point on it, you know, and they're just so easy to operate. Mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time improving on my manual system (laughs) that we have today. Our fourth generation system is is really, really good. Uh We did develop in Pioneer, we're doing the, the windshields. We developed a dual range safety motors for the windshields so that when that ignition is on. That's very cool. And I, yeah. we just learned that when we got here. Yeah. Explain that just a little well, bit. Well, I thought it was an unsafe practice to have product where people, you know, carelessly, yeah. not thinking it through, <laughs> yes. you know, whatever. We don't See want these yet. shades coming no, down right. and interfering with vision while you're traveling. Interfering, just cutting it off. <laughs> so I developed a system to where with ignition on, we've got a full range of set limits, but it's within a safe range. Uh-huh. We will keep it out of your line of sight. Yeah. You can you can literally set that wherever you want. Uh-huh. We want it to come down and operate, uh-huh. say, within 13 inches, uh-huh. within 16 inches. You can do that. Uh-huh. Then with the ignition off, the shade will operate full range that's of way motion. Cool. That, and that is me. And we that's do, something part of the fourth generation? No, we oh. actually came with our dual range motors almost two years ago at the request of two companies. Uh-huh. Winnebago yeah, and Newmar had really the foresight uh-huh. and said, can you do this? And I said, yes, we can do that. So we developed it really at the bequest of both Newmar and, and Winnebago. Uh-huh. And now it's become standard. Everything that we supply has our dual-range safety motors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do remote control also, yeah. which is a neat, neat product. You'll see them on Tiffins. You'll uh-huh. see it on Ford Travel and Monaco. So that you can put down one side of the coach or the other side? You are absolutely unlimited. You could, within... Within our effective the controls mm-hmm. that we have, our typical unit will have 14 buttons. Mm-hmm. And you can have one button dedicated where I want all the shades, all the night shades to go down at once. Mm-hmm. You know, another one, all the day shades at once. You can say, I just want the sofa window. I want just the driver's uh-huh. side. You know, it's really unlimited. So we control one shade. We have to control 200 shades mm-hmm. with a single button. Mm-hmm. So it's very neat. Uh, so you have an electronics engineering department too? Yep. We, oh, well. <laughs> Every, I, I just clarify, everything yeah. is done here. Yeah, yeah we have, the there's 5,000 feet of this building that is dedicated to R&D. Uh-huh. And that's all upstairs and mm-hmm. no one gets up there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you, you, you've got to have special permission yeah. to ever enter into that. Well, we've got some neat things. Another new product you're going to see very soon uh, that we're ready to talk about because it's coming on coaches. We developed, uh, we call it the MCD Sway Shade. We have a shade that goes up, down, and sideways in one motion. And you say, well, okay, what's that <laughs> okay, for? Yeah. All right, look at coaches, the driver's window in particular. 
They uh -huh. are typically wider at the bottom than they are at the top. Uh -huh. The windshields are reclining more and more these days, uh -huh. and it's impossible to put a shade wide enough at the top and drop it straight down and cover uh -huh. all the glass. So ours will literally come down and move forward. You'll see this coming on the Winnebago's. Uh -huh. uh, you'll see this coming on uh, the next uh -huh. Newmar that's turned loose. So this is a product that we can do some very unique things. Uh -huh. So as to meet the demands of the you know, of the coach companies. You know, we we love challenges, uh -huh. and we've got. I believe there's eleven projects ongoing right now, and you'd be. You'll see them, and mm -hmm. there's some things that aren't shades, uh -huh. but we do some pretty nice things. We're, I think we're fairly astute. Uh, we can come in and someone tell us the challenge they're facing. Mm -hmm. We've been able to do Okay, so let's talk about our listeners who might be uh, interested in, in seeing your product. They can come to a rally. Right. Are there showrooms? Right. We do. We've got twelve dealers scattered around the country uh -huh. that are full authorized MCD sales uh -huh. installation. Okay. And that means that they have come in here for training. Uh -huh. We do not sell our windshield systems, in particular, uh -huh. to dealers that have not been in for training. Mm -hmm. uh, my reputation is yeah. means too much. Yeah, I would think I'd so. rather not make the sale than to have my baby go out there and yes. be mistreated. Yeah, I would agree. And there, and there's the complexity a, of it. There's know, a lot to these windshield. Mm -hmm. It's not just well, one size fits all. Hang it up there, and, it and electronics works. and all sorts of things right. that have to be lots of considered. things involved in this. Yeah. Virtually anyone could control install the day night shades, manual shades in their living area. No problem. They can. Consumers so they can do would this. call you or call the company right. and or they would order them? Right. We've got both on our website. We've uh -huh. got printed materials. tells you how to measure things. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to do. It'll ask okay. a couple key questions that will then enable us to know what uh -huh. product to build for you. Uh -huh. We have full instructions on how to put it up. Uh -huh. You know, If you can take the old one down, you can put this yeah. one up. Nothing to it. Okay. So... Customers then would have the option of going to one of your 12 installing facilities or the factory right. or doing it themselves on the living portion of the right. coach. We literally ship product out here every day mm -hmm. that people are installing themselves. Uh -huh. We discourage trying to tackle the windshields. Uh -huh. Just please don't even try. And, and from our experience of watching them work right. on this, I can see that right. that's an and issue. Your particular application here is one of the more complicated I, yes. because it always comes down to the windshield areas. Where is the TV? Right. What size is it? Right. You know, can we go straight across? Do we have to do a yeah. dual system? Mm -hmm. In your instance, we're doing a triple yeah, system. Right. That when it works, it's all as though it was one. It yeah. will function yeah. just like that. I see that. So. Okay. But there's little modifications need to be tricks of the trade, you know, type type things on how to make this fit and look like it came from the factory, mm -hmm. not something that's just added on. Mm -hmm. That's very key, I believe. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we very much appreciate you stopping out to our coach. Well, no problem. <laughs> and sitting down for our, uh, an interview on the RV Navigator, okay. and uh, we hope that lots of our 
listeners uh, contact you for some shades because they look really great. Well, we're doing some, you know, we invite people to come. Uh, uh, we've got, as you know, full hookups here. Yeah. We've got eight at this point. Uh, we're adding more. Are we you? are. We'll be expanding this year. Are you putting in a pool out here, too? Uh, we are actually <laughs> heading into where we're going to have some very nice parties. Really? You know, so we will, got a field and we stuff plan over on here. having entertainment. And we've got this several acres next hey, to us. Do you hear this? We're going to have okay. a party out here. <laughs> so we, we intend Barbecue on doing chicken? some fun things. All here. right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, that sounds good. But we appreciate you guys having trust in us coming in and, you know, getting yeah. our product. We'll, we'll take care of you as all of our customers. You know, we really, it's service after the sale with us. Well, thanks, Dave. We do appreciate you joining us uh, in the RV Navigator, in the RV Navigator, actual RV. Um, and we expected to kind of have to be sandwiched in in his busy schedule, but he was nice enough to share all that information with us. So we'll leave the shades for the time being, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the emails that we got. <laughs> our buddy Al, who is in Australia. We One talked of last, our favorite we, podcast listeners. Yes, indeed, who we visited while we were in Australia. But Al, uh, we talked last time about being a big Ben and being so isolated. <laughs> and here he is, someplace in, <laughs> in the middle of Australia. And he says, you are, never, uh, you are never isolated like you are in Australia. And he drove 120 miles round each way to go to dinner because that's how that was where the nearest restaurant was. And he sent a picture of us wearing it looks like a beekeeper's helmet to keep the flies off. And he had his little, on the his little iPod <laughs> earphones on underneath the beekeeper's helmet so he could listen. Oh, uh, that sounds bad. Uh, he was there on business, but uh, I can't imagine doing <laughs> that in an RV. But uh, thanks, Al for the, the great email. And we had another nice email from a friend by the name of Gene. He has been trying to use his iPhone as a GPS in his car. So he's replacing his Garmin or Magellan or whatever with uh, makes the iPhone into a talking GPS. The, these cost about uh, $80 and it takes a fair amount of uh, memory out of your iPhone. And he was quite disappointed. He didn't like how it worked? No. Oh. Why? Uh, well, he didn't like the TomTom that he bought he, that had the, the cradle and everything. He said it just didn't work very well, and oh. he couldn't get the voices to to speak to him the way he thought they should. Oh. That's interesting uh, because that's something we have definitely considered. And with the iPad coming out, um, I'm thinking of actually turning it into a, a large GPS, especially now that I hear that the <laughs> that there is a GPS unit for the iTouch which would be very similar to the iPad. Anyway, he went with uh, the AT&T software that uh, you pay for by the month. It's like $10 a month on your standard AT&T account, and it turns it into a GPS, and he seemed to be quite happy with that. Uh, of course, my uh, reluctance to go in that direction is that it only works where you have 3G AT&T service. Which isn't a lot of places in Texas. <laughs> Which is a severe limitation. He, his contention was is that he's mostly using it in metropolitan areas. And then it'd be fine. Yeah. The $10 a month could add up. In, yeah, I hate those repeating yes. fees. Um, but it is live. 
in that the maps are coming to you through the network, and so the ma- you never are responsible for updating the maps. Because so they're, they're constantly updated. Yeah. Because there's always a time lag for us with our comments. Yes. So, dear listeners, uh, we would like to hear from you. What has your experience been? I, and I, I talk about the iPhone like everybody has one, but as I get more and more emails, people keep asking me questions about the iPhone. So maybe everybody so does maybe, have so one. Maybe I'm surprised <laughs> how many of our listeners do have iPhones. So if you have an iPhone, do you use it as a GPS? And what software do you use? And does it replace the standalone GPS unit? Uh, all of that would be very interesting for us to uh, share with other listeners. Well, some days are nicer than others down here in Texas in terms of the weather. So some days when we find ourselves housebound, um, Ken's mind turns into odd directions. And he found... Give me a break. Odd directions. It makes me sound like a weirdo. (laughs) Well, those of us who are not so techie might think that. So he found out that on the Garmin website, you can go on and record your own voice and then download it into your GPS. And uh, we have two GPSs, one in the motorhome and one in the car, and the one in the car is too old. So it's very, it it works very well, but it's very disconcerting to have yourself yelling at yourself. (laughs) Giving you directions like you know what you're talking about. And of course, our GPS are, are, both of them talk, uh, pronounce the names of the streets that we're going to turn on. And this being a simple program only does the basic commands. So basically the way this works is, is that you go to the Garmin website. And if you have a fairly new Nuvi, which are very popular GPSs, I think uh, uh, almost any model, if it's been purchased probably in the last year and a half, will take uh, the voices and you download the software. It's PC only. And you download the software and then you get out a microphone, plug it into your computer, and it has some phrases for you to speak. Turn left. <laughs> and, and, and I but, but you don't have to. You don't have to use the phrases. You could say whatever you want. That's how we found, we we heard about this on NPR, and they oh, yeah. recorded Snoop oh, Dogg yeah, yeah, right. as one of the new voices for Garmin. <laughs> yeah, and he got a little bit creative on some of the traditional commands, so we tried that as well. Yo, turn left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried that too. So you speak, uh, you know, one, two, three, first, second, third, and then. And a, you know, a whole mess of different other words. And really, it only takes half an hour or so. And, it's very easy. And then you plug your Garmin in and uh, upload the, the voice to the machine, and it's right there as uh, one of the choices in the voices. <laughs> I should mention that uh, both of our Garmin GPSs needed firmware updates. To um, do this. Well, <laughs> the one didn't work even after the firmware update, but our newest one, the 1490T, needed a firmware update uh, in order to accept the voices. So when I first did it, it said uh, this voice does not work with this unit and so I did the firmware firmware update which takes a few minutes and the firmware is the software that is in the machine uh, permanently and it uh, it needs occasionally occasionally to be updated and of course it's a free update unlike the maps and you can uh, update it which is a good idea anyway because it, it fixes bugs in the way the the, the GPS works, and it also lets you download your own voices. So you could have your kids, I mean, boy. Anybody the, you want. Any, your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody you want can, can speak the directions to you, and you have to 
follow their directions. And this is called Garmin Voice Studio. He'll put up a show note, I'm sure. I will put it up in the show notes, the link. And, of course, we didn't uh, – well, everybody knows it's the rvnavigator.com, and our email is – Navigator at rvnavigator.com. We do want to continue. We we left ourselves off in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And from Dallas, we went down to... Livingston. Livingston. To visit our mail. <laughs> um, we were we visited uh, the Escapees Parks. Uh, this was the first time... We've been Escapees members for a long time um, because they handle our mail. And if you mail something to us in the wintertime, you mail it to Livingston, Texas. And we were kind of wondering where it is our mail really goes. <laughs> so so we thought we were in the area, we'd pay it a visit. And it's a rather unique campground in that it's the national headquarters for escapees and has a variety of different living, living arrangements, arrangements mm-hmm. including, um, what do we say, adult daycare mm-hmm. and assisted, assisted living, living yeah. for RVers at literally the end of the road. Well, not even that so much. But, you know, they have what they call the care facility, which is... A place where you can go to recuperate from some sort of illness. like if, Or if you had knee replacement surgery right. or yes, something yes. where you would need to convalesce for a while. And if you're a full-timer and you don't have a place to live, they will help you live in your RV while you are convalescing. It was a very impressive very operation. Impressive operation. Um, a lot of volunteer help made it very affordable for anybody. Yes, very affordable. They serve meals. They will clean your RV. They do, do your laundry. They do your laundry. Refill your propane tank. Re- yeah, all that sort of stuff. And they have, of course, campsites for you to park in that are full service. And, 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 and activities and, for you. And ramps so that if you need to use a wheelchair. And they showed one couple where um, she had Alzheimer's and her husband did not, but they wanted to give him some days off or time off mm-hmm. since that's such a draining thing to be living with someone who is um, exactly exactly not so the best mental um, health so it, it's definitely an option for for RVers and escapees members you should we, check we, it out we would strongly recommend that you join escapees and that uh, that gets you the magazine and access to various other services as well as as at their campgrounds which are quite reasonably priced for $15 a night and this care facility which is its name is uh is something that our viewers should keep in mind, and I hope that uh, that we never have to use it. But it's nice to know that it's there. So then, from Livingston, we headed we headed back down south to the Gulf Coast. We we spent a lot of time in the Houston and Galveston area, and of one time. of the things that we wanted to observe was how much the area had changed since we were here last, which, which was, was not that long ago, which was before Hurricane Ike in yeah. two thousand eight. And we're happy to report that for the most part, we had to look pretty hard and um, dig dig around and look around some corners to see signs of the hurricane damage and that for the most part this area seems to have recovered and rebuilt and especially um, being that it's only been 18 months since and the was hurricane. doing quite well galveston i think was closed there's there's a bridge that goes to galveston which pretty much there are causeway, two, two, yeah. two entrances to to galveston one on the bridge and the other one on a road on the southern end but uh, if they close those off that that pretty much closes off galveston island and my understanding is those were closed off for at least uh, a month after the storm because the place was so devastated. And when you do look for this evidence, we have a picture of you standing downtown. Oh, yeah. The water line in the downtown historic area was about two feet above my outstretched hands as holding I was it up holding over them over head. my head. Yeah. Yes. So the water down there was, was incredible, but you don't see that much 
damage. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. They've, they've done an excellent job. Very of... hard to rebuild. And the other thing that really strikes you in the eye as you tour, especially the Outer Banks area of the of Galveston, is how the homes are being built higher and higher on stilts. stilts. Yeah. And some people put kind of a temporary enclosure around the first floor of the stilts, which makes the houses look really, really big. But then you realize that the house itself doesn't start till maybe 30 feet in the air, um, keeping the contents safe and dry because you know there's going to be another hurricane. And this is such a dilemma. It's such a beautiful area with huge, wide beaches. A lot of them we could drive on, which was oh, fun, yes. ride our bikes on. Yes. Um, they and, were very, accessible, very accessible, unlike Florida, where every time you want to go to the beach, you have to struggle to find a place to park and then you have to pay. Yes, yes. Um, the, we were very impressed with the, the beaches, and we can certainly understand why people are drawn to them, but it's such a dilemma to think about having to rebuild and repair every few years. So. And Galveston Island State Park, uh, which was closed for a long time, is now open and uh, seemingly fully functioning. Uh, we were quite quite happy with that, and we stayed there quite a long time. But we did go to the Bolivar Peninsula, which is just northeast of Galveston Island. We got there That's on a how ferry, they pronounce it. Um, and that apparently was the epicenter where the eye of the storm mm-hmm. came in, and that was still in bad shape. And if you look around, you still can see lots of houses that are unoccupied um, and have been boarded up. Or but, you'll drive down the front of the uh, village <laughs> and the houses look fine, but then when you're riding your bike on the beach side of yeah. the village, the houses don't look nearly as fine. Yeah, because they, they took a definite beating. So uh, if you're thinking of hitting the Texas coast, um, I think you can go there with confidence and enjoy a good camping vacation. It really set up nice for tourists. Yeah, yes. Lots of neat places to <clears throat> eat and good things to do. We would recommend it. Yep. So Ike is history in this part of the world, which is good news. You've probably seen these maps. Oh, people have them on their rigs. On their rigs, yes. That that you, uh, it's kind of an outline map, and then you get uh, magnetic little, states little stickers, or stickers states for the sticker for the states. Well, you can now make those for your very own website. And I'm going to put the one up that's going to include all of the states that we've been in. And I'm going to put up the link so that you can put it on your website. Um, and, of course, you don't have to be an RVer to use this because it, anytime you want to show a group of states or provinces, you can just say, make me a map that has colored in states. Does it, it have Canada and Mexico? It has a different one for Canada and Mexico. Does it have other countries of the world? No. Okay. So we cannot do that for the whole world. We can't world. put South no. Africa on our army? South Africa, but... Bummer. We could, well, and I'm thinking about this would be kind of nice even for you to put up these are the states that we visited on this trip. Put it into your thing. In the blog. Mm-hmm. In the blog. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put it up for different parts of our trip. So, because they're so easy to make and, of course, free. <laughs> we love free. We love free. Have we? And we bought ourselves another thing that wasn't terribly expensive. When we were in the Rio Grande Valley last month, um, we were told and warned that the water there is quite salty and that it's not good for old people like us who have high <laughs> blood pressure. It doesn't taste salty. But And there were many machines where you could buy um, fresh distilled water and our campground had it for 15 cents a gallon, which was quite affordable, but it was still a pain to have to take your jugs and go to the machine every day. So we have decided to do something a little bit more permanent. Well, not even permanent. And we bought a portable reverse osmosis system. And we had one before, but uh, it was just a single can unit, and you had to put it underneath the faucet, and it extended below. And if you didn't have faucets that were very tall, 
you couldn't put it under there. And if they didn't have a nice aerator, you couldn't use it at all. And this one is quite fast. I was impressed by its speed. And I uh-huh. think when we go home, I'm going to take it in the house and use it there as well. So this one is made by Crystal Clear. And I'll, of course, put a link up to it and a couple of pictures. But it includes not only the reverse osmosis machine, but uh, two filters to go along with it. So it really provides you with extremely clean water. And it uh, is kind of, um, it's got a, a fairly long hose. Not exactly a hose, but the supply water system. And it hooks onto a, an adapter that goes onto an aerator. Now, it came with a nice adapter, but it didn't fit. We had a male-female problem, as I recall. (laughs) So we needed a gender changer. (laughs) So... But we found one in the local hardware store. Not a big deal. Went to the Home Depot and got a gender changer, and voila... It works very well, very well and very quickly. And it's reasonably priced. Um, and, of course, it has replaceable filters because reverse osmosis has a membrane and it forces water through the membrane. So a couple of things with reverse osmosis. One is that it is always flushing itself. So you use five gallons for every one gallon that you make. And the water is distilled water quality. So you could use it for your batteries, too? Probably. Uh-huh. So that it's by far the best system, but you have to have you have to be a be, you have to be hooked up to a water supply that's giving you enough pressure to force the water through the membrane. But you also have to have <laughs> plenty of of uh, sewage capacity because you're going to be expelling going through a lot of water, expelling quite a lot of water in the process. So that was exciting. Well, that was a, a, and a, a nice kind of home, a find. Yes. home improvement project. And, and and then you also improved the outside of our uh-huh. home. Um, our headlights were looking really kind of scratchy. Is that a yeah, Well, they just... Matte looking instead of clear? I don't know quite how to describe it. You know, we talk it. about the crystal clear water, but uh, as I kept our looking... Headlight our headlight covers were not crystal you know, all, the, all the headlights have uh, these polycarbonate filters. What uh, causes that? Murky they, look. They say it's just um, time, oh. uh, sunlight and ozone and mm-hmm. water. And so anyway, um, because our, our RV was five years old and it has sat outside, our headlight covers were getting a little bit foggy, kind of frosted looking. And I was kind of disappointed with that because, I don't know, it's something that I just noticed right away. And you see this on, on cars all over. And... Uh, any RV of this vintage. And it's probably kind of cosmetic, but it would well, make your light really. focus better if it was clear again. Well, yeah, uh-huh. quite a lot better. And so I was reading about this. There is actually something you can do about it. And in retrospect, it actually is very easy. Even I could do it. Even you could do it. So I bought the 3M headlight restoration kit and I'm going to put up the video for that and the headlight polishing kit worked very well it comes with uh, three or four different grits of stuff and you have this wheel that you put on <laughs> on your drill I know is this too technical and it has no this... I think I could do it <laughs> and it has this wheel that you put on a drill sort of like a sanding process and then yes. you used some goop that was like jeweler's rouge yes to polish well no 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 I used sandpaper at the first well, the first thing you do, which is kind of nerve-wracking, is is that you make the whole thing frosted. I guess you scratch the whole thing up. In a uniform manner. Well, I guess you take off the surface. Uh-huh. That's the first step. And then the, the next three steps are... Finer grits. Finer grits until it's down and polished and very smooth. And it looks brand new. 
and it only took a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, home, home improvement so projects if you have, always take twice as long as you think they will, yeah. but this one was fast. And the kit is very complete. It costs $25 or so at uh, AutoZone. And you can do, well, we did two motorhomes and a car. With the kit. With the kit. For $20. For $25. So if you have a car that has... Similar damage. Or an RV that has similar, our truck, uh, get out there and do it because it's something you can do. Even sending your wife out to do it would be feasible. <laughs> oh, yes. Only one of us is laughing. Uh, and while we're talking about home improvement, Ken also found an interesting <coughs> video from an RVing couple that we have featured before <laughs> that goes into obsessive detail on improving your bedroom. Well, now, we're not no, talking no, no, no. <laughs> kinky stuff here. We're talking about yes. sleep. Well, exactly. And this is uh, something we've had questions about, which is why I kind of... Uh, zoomed in on it when I found it, is that, uh, you know, how do you make your bedroom, how do you make your bed more sleepable? And certainly a lot of RVs, including the last one that we had, they give you a little foam pad on a piece of plywood. And for a lot of backs, not even old backs like mine, um, that's really not very comfortable. And you do spend a third of your life sleeping and you should be comfortable and have a good night's sleep, even in your RV. So we suggest you take a look at this. But I can't say that we agree 100% with everything on it. Well, they go into it in a little more depth. Well, we you, you, don't, you don't like a, a foam topper. No, but that's because I have back issues that don't like a foam topper. Anyway, nobody has any box breaks, so it's not like at home. But they gave you some hints about uh, sleeping in your RV. So take a look at the video and see if any of the ideas make sense to you. <laughs> they give a lot of different suggestions for things we to, like to, be to improve the situation. Yes, and to make sure that everybody has their say. We do want to mention one more thing, and that's uh, we are always very careful, even here in the state park, that we can find a site that has Internet connection so that our satellite will make the connection. And I tell you, the Internet has changed our lives in terms of RVing. Just tonight, we we're making reservations for on down the road, and we do this all online, and I'm sure that most of you do also. It's to the point where you just can't live without the Internet, and people our age, our advanced age, can clearly remember a time yes. when we did live without the Internet, and yes. even then you can't hardly yeah. imagine course, how you, know, you did it. Paying bills and banking, and I'm sure we don't have to preach to you, uh, our listeners, because you are all... Tech-savvy. Tech-savvy. But... With that said, it is kind of interesting to think back a few years, and I'm going to include a link to a video that deals with some of the statistics on the Internet, which you will want to take a look at. It's called State of the Internet, and to realize that Facebook has 260 million hits a day or a minute or something. And, you know, it just gives you statistics about how many people are on the Internet and and how many pages and websites there are. The exponential growth. The exponential growth in the last few years. For the whole world, not just us. Yeah, that if anybody is a Luddite or is questioning use of the Internet, then this will be a... A A dramatic illustration of how the Internet has grown and is a part of everybody's life. Yes, and with that, we will turn the Internet off... (laughs) <laughs> and we will get busy editing this audio. So that's April 2010. And damn, you know, I promised last month that I would have a joke. You did? 
Well, an April Fool's joke. I probably I actually thought about starting. I probably a, forgot, just I, like <laughs> the My Brain video. I was going to start off this podcast by telling him this was going to be our last podcast. Oh, that would be very it's sad. It's April Fool's, but it's not. It's not. You're going to have to listen to us for another month or two, anyway. <laughs> but thank you all for the very nice emails that um, you've been sending us, and send us a picture. And we've gotten several pictures this month, which will be posted along with the updates to the website. And thanks a lot for listening to the RV Navigator podcast. This is Ken, your RV Navigator, and Martha, the co-pilot, saying goodbye. And we hope we run into you at a campground near us. <laughs> <laughs>